I'm Laura Austin. Dating and getting married was quite a journey for me, and now I can't seem to stop talking about it. So here we are on a podcast. Welcome. So a few weeks ago, I saw an Instagram post about dating, and it was basically a video. It was kind of a gif of someone like rolling their eyes, like strong eye roll, basically. And the caption said, like, my reaction when I received dating advice from the friend who met her spouse in high school, basically. <laughs> so obviously a little bit of truth to that. Like, okay, you random, you know, high school sweethearts kind of, we like assume, oh, that was easy breezy. You didn't have to work very hard to meet the person that you ended up with, right? Um, but it did get me thinking after I had a little laugh. I don't want to kill all humor, but I do think a lot of the current dating culture is just, anyway, making fun of things. And I think maybe we could actually look for the truth in it and try to see if we can tweak it, adjust it. You know how I am. I want to help you move forward, not just get stuck. I just think I'm on a tangent here, but laughing at funny dating memes does not make a whole of a dating life. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Let's laugh and then try to fix whatever you were laughing at and be like, oh, how could I make that not true in my dating life? That's what I'm saying. Okay, I'm moving on. Anyway, I saw this, had a little laugh, and then realized, you know, if I took that truth that's in that, that's what was funny, right? That it feels like how could you possibly take advice from someone who met their spouse in high school? If I took that advice to heart, I would not be Mrs. Austin, y'all, <laughs> because my friend Amy, who was my, um, I did not pay her, bless her, I really should, because she helped me <laughs> get started dating. But my friend, she was my colleague, another teacher at the school where I taught. She's the one that heard about Dr. Cloud's book on the radio and gave me Dr. Cloud's book and encouraged me. That book changed my mindset completely and helped me start dating and meet my husband. She was the one that helped me process, like was willing to talk about it after school or during lunch or what have you, like really helped me debrief dates and would give me advice. And the Lord used her kind friendship to bring a lot of good change into my life. And so guess when she met her husband, she was 20 and she got married when she was 22. So obviously a little bit after high school, but still like very different scenario than what I was dealing with when she gave me that book when I was, I think I was 27 at the time. She's a few years older than me. Um, but like, what if I had just ignored her because I thought, oh, she can't understand my situation. So I should just disregard this advice she's giving or this book she's giving me. Or what if I rolled my eyes like, oh, she can't possibly understand what I'm going through. Like, what if I did that? Right. <laughs> like, I'm so grateful that the Lord helped me receive what, and mind you, she was very gracious as she gave it to me. She's like, Hey, I heard about this book. It made me think of you. I know you want to be a wonderful wife and mother someday. And I wondered maybe this book would help, you know, it was all very humble. Like what if maybe you should read this kind of thing. So it was, you know, and obviously based on friendship, there was existing relationship there already. So I received her, um, I received her help with an open, like, Oh, thank you for seeing that. I'm like, I have some disappointment here, some unmet desire, and you're wanting to help me move toward that. So in my situation, it was, 
it, it was a little, I felt a little awkward. I will say it wasn't all easy breezy, but she made it easy to receive her advice. Right. So, but back to this meme and realizing maybe we shouldn't totally disregard someone's advice just because of their own story. Right. What I want us, what, what I'm not saying, like, it's not that I'm saying that you should take all advice anyone ever gives you. Like, is all advice good advice? No. <laughs> For sure. No, um, there are definitely like, and there are even definitely people who consistently give bad advice. So you might have a friend or a person in your life that you're like, they always say the exact opposite. Like maybe now you can depend on it. What they tell you to do or suggest you just do the opposite. You know, they become that for you. <laughs> um, so there are definitely people like that, but so I'm not saying that there's like, there's definitely good advice, bad advice, wisdom, things that are foolish. We want to be discerning of these things. Rather, what I'm saying is disregarding someone's advice because of their age or their dating experience. You may be cutting yourself off from information that would actually help your situation. So what if instead of that, what if instead we considered the wisdom of the idea itself? Now, this is actually something I've noticed just in our culture at large and wise people that I'm reading these days, just kind of the online space where a lot of our personhood is kind of, it's easy to forget. There's a person on the other side of the screen, right? This is kind of something that's lost in our culture right now. The idea of engaging with ideas, not just canceling the other person that you disagree with, right? So I want to take that and bring it into your own personal situation where you're looking to figure out what's my next step? What should I do? Is there something I could change? I want to see some growth in my dating life. And so you are in a phase where you're looking for advice. You're trying to figure out what is wise. So you want to be interacting not with, you know, obviously a, so who the person is does play some part in whether or not we take their advice. And yet I would say it's very wise to be a critical thinker and try to take their idea and figure out, is this idea, does it have merit? Is it wise or is it totally foolish or are they telling me this and it's actually, it doesn't apply to me because they have a totally different value system or purpose in life or what have you. So really wanting to interact with what someone is suggesting, not necessarily totally writing them off because they aren't in your situation or what have you. Um, let's see. I'm sorry. I'm looking at my notes. Can you tell I'm just in the moment? <laughs> um, what you want to ask, here's a couple of questions to ask yourself as you are focusing on the idea. You want to ask yourself, does this advice make sense with my current circumstances? So taking what they've said and figure out with where I'm at right now, my age, whether I've, what kind of, my, what's my relationship status? Do I know any, like where you're at, just kind of looking that reality in the eye, does this advice make sense for where you are right now? Um, and if the answer is yes, then give it a try. You know, like it doesn't mean that their advice is going to like be life-changing necessarily, but it might. So why not try what they're suggesting? Um, and if it's a no, if you consider the idea that they're presenting to you and you realize this really does not apply to where I'm at right now for these various reasons, then you can just smile and nod in that conversation, or you can engage with them and try to explain why you disagree with their suggestion. Like it's okay to have an opinion about these things. And again, try to respond in a kind way that's like edifying for both of you. Like why not have a good conversation about it instead of walking away, kind of disregarding that person or writing them off as someone you can't connect with. What if we had this mindset of like, Oh, even if I totally disagree 
with how to go about dating than what this person is suggesting. And these might be people like your parents or people that you're really close with. You're like, oh, we disagree about that. What if I still tried to connect? Sometimes people say they give bad advice just because they don't know what else to say. And maybe it might be someone that really loves you and they really want you to have the things that you want, like a relationship, like marriage, like being a mother. Um, they may have their own grief that it hasn't happened for you yet. Have you, you know, like, so there's a lot going on there and they, it just, sometimes we say dumb things when we don't know what to say, or we don't know how to just be quiet. And so to recognize that we all do that, we all have said the wrong thing at some point or another. I know we don't like to think about, maybe you haven't. I know I have said <laughs> the wrong thing at some time or another. And I have spoken when I probably should have been quiet. I'm positive that has happened to me. And so to be able to recognize that might be happening in this situation. And so what does it look like to not be a victim in that moment of like, oh, I cannot believe they are giving me that advice. They don't even know me. You know, you feel unknown when someone gives advice that doesn't sit right with you. And that's okay to feel that and to bring that to the Lord, pray through that, or even to tell the person if you're close with them and it's really going to cause a divide that you need to kind of process with. What if instead of turning from it and being like just trying to ignore it or walk away from it, you know, there, like I said, there is a time to smile and nod depending on who the person is. If this is just random person at church or someone you're talking to, like, I don't, I can just smile and nod and move on. But if it is someone you're trying to connect with, what if you tried to form a connection, try to talk through it, try to give your opinion, give your perspective and lean in a little bit. Maybe you help them see a different perspective and you're actually able to continue on in friendship, even if you disagree about what should happen. And there's something that happens there for you where you've now exercised your own will in what your opinion is. And you're actually like, actually, this is why I didn't go out with that guy. Or this is why I said no to that. Or this is why I'm choosing to still be single, even though, yeah, you're right. That was a good guy, but he's not the right fit for me. And I'm looking for a really great marriage or what have you, whatever the situation is. There's something there that happens when you recognize what that you maybe disagree or have a different way of thinking about it and you even express it to someone, it's pretty cool actually. It helps you. And, and you may in that conversation realize, oh, wait, I see their point. Maybe I could think about that. Like it's just wanting to be someone who's growing and learning um, is a cool way to connect with them, right? And and I would say that even about the random person, the acquaintance, like the scenario where I'm saying smile and nod, there is still a place to try to see if you can still connect with them and not brush them off um, because it's always a chance to get someone else on your team. <laughs> and so maybe they're giving you some advice and you're like, that has nothing to do with my current situation. But to be able to say, oh, um, thank you for sharing that. I totally hear what you're saying. I actually think, share what you actually think. And then to say, but I do really want to be dating. And so if you would pray for that for me, that God would bring good men into my life to go on dates with, or, you know, if you know anyone that you think is great, I'm, I'd be willing to hear about them or, and obviously use discernment there with who you want to share that with. But I really want you to be, get to a place where you're more open with this desire for marriage. It's very normal to want to get married. And we don't need to be embarrassed by that. You don't need to feel shame that it hasn't happened. You don't need to feel weird that no one has asked you yet. It's everybody's, we're all here. Everyone's either been in that place or they're in that place. We're all feeling fine with wanting to get married. Like we want to get to that place and pray that the Lord would help you get there. Right. And I'm not saying to minimize grief. Like that's going to be a whole nother discussion at some point on here. Grieving prolonged singleness is a very 
true. It's real grief in my mind and was a huge thing I needed to work through with the Lord um, in my process. It's real grief. It's a real, real loss to have unmet desire in marriage or motherhood. That's real. However, there is a place to also be able to hold our desire loosely in a, in a, in an open way, not loosely. Yes, there's a, that's a different discussion of like holding it with open surrender to what God's will is, but more in this sense of like your desire to get married is part of who you are and part of your current story, but it's not this thing you're hiding or feeling embarrassed by. So when that random person says something random about, oh, you should put yourself out there, or you should go to that thing that the church is having. And you're like, actually, I'm not going for this reason. And you're saying it in a kind way. And to also be like asking questions like, oh, well, what was dating like for you? You know, like figure out, Lord, how could I build friendship even in this little moment? Again, you don't have to suddenly be best friends with that person. You don't have to share your whole story. But what does it look like to be gracious in that moment? That's the question I'm trying to encourage you toward. Okay, so what I want you to realize is that generally speaking, having these conversations about dating advice is a positive because you get to hear ideas from lots of different people and you get to clarify your own thinking, whether that means you've heard something new from someone or an account or person you follow or an author, you get to hear new ideas and help clarify, oh, do I agree with that? Would trying this new thing help me? Or you get clarity in the sense that you realize you disagree and it helps you solidify like, oh, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because I think I'm on a healthy path here for my situation. So these are positive conversations to have and really is a more kind of like open and happy (laughs) way to live, right? As you're gathering information from people. So just want to encourage you to not write off advice from someone who maybe got married young or isn't in your exact situation. What if we tried to consider the advice on its own merits and then see ways to connect with someone and realize that, oh, having a conversation about dating can be a positive for both people. We can both walk away with connection and with some things to think about. Um, My one little cute story to share with you about not disregarding someone because of their age. When I was a teacher, um, this was probably, it might've been the year before I met Travis. Yes, it was, it was. (laughs) So this was like year 10. So I taught fourth grade at the time. So they were all like nine. They were so cute. It's like the sweetest age. My daughter is going to be in fourth grade next year. I can't believe it. Anyway, so I'm teaching and every, you know, like a couple of times a year, you know, when you have, you're a single teacher, there's someone in the class that's like, wait, do you have a boyfriend or are you married? <laughs> and I can pretty vividly remember there were times in, early in my career where I felt very embarrassed when a student would ask me that because I was embarrassed <laughs> because I felt shame about the fact that I wasn't dating and I didn't know how to process that or present it to other people. So like I kind of thought when someone would ask oh, are you dating someone? I felt this implied, like, what's wrong with you? Like, why aren't you dating someone kind of thing? And as I began to process my desire for getting married, desire to date, figuring, working through the sort of years of like realizing, like just feeling unwanted, right? When you're not asked out, it starts to compound on itself. So kind of processing through that therapy was definitely helpful. A lot of prayer, a lot of talking through things with friends, you know, my whole process, um, kind of really starting to notice that I wasn't as insecure as I used to be and really felt more um, at peace and at rest in God's love for me, God's love for me through other people. 
and recognizing that my story might have been different from other people's. Like I wasn't, I didn't date a lot when I was younger, but that didn't mean something was wrong with me or that um, I was undesirable or unattractive. And so really kind of realizing like, oh, I'm, it's fine. I just haven't dated a lot, but I'm cute. I'm fun. Like, like just being more comfortable in my own skin. That was a real process for me. So by the time this sweet little girl, her name was Chelsea. By the time she, this, the year I'm trying to mention, I've told this story too long already. I'm sorry. Um, she, by this year nine or whatever, at one point, I don't even know what, you know, who knows what makes them think of it, but sweet Chelsea raises her hand at a moment that's, it made sense. We were like chatting before recess or something. She goes, Miss Hasbrook, are you, do you have a boyfriend? And I said, no, Chelsea, I don't. And her next thought was, hmm, maybe we could make you a sign that says Miss Hasbrook needs a boyfriend and we could wave it around. And she like put her arms up over her head like she's holding a big poster board. And the whole class kind of giggled and I laughed so hard. And I was like, Chelsea, that's not a bad idea, girl. <laughs> and it made me laugh. And later what I realized, you know, we moved on. I don't linger on those sorts of things with kids or, you know, it's cute little moment into my personal life. And then we move on to what we're there for. <laughs> but later what I realized, it really helped me praise the Lord because it, he showed me through that interaction with her that I wasn't embarrassed anymore to tell her that I didn't have a boyfriend and her little suggestion. Like I realized she was asking because she loved me. Like she actually thought it was great and was like, you should totally have a boyfriend. <laughs> You're so lovely. Whereas before I would think, oh, they're asking and they're wondering, well, what's wrong with you? Why don't you have a boyfriend? It was this real shift to, oh, she loves me and thinks you're fun. I'm sure someone else would think you're fun. Let's find you a boyfriend. And so realizing that it was coming, I think sometimes when we're getting advice from someone, our insecurities kind of rear their ugly heads. And so we can feel like they're saying that because they think something's wrong with me or I'm doing something wrong. And so realizing like, oh, what if it has nothing to do with that? What if they're just saying something? What if this is an idea that worked for them and you realize it's not applicable to your situation or what have you. So that little story to show you, like I did not go make a sign. And yet <laughs> her idea of like, what if we just told people that you needed a boyfriend? You know, <laughs> I'm like, well, I can get on board with that. Like, let's make a sign. Tell people you need a boyfriend. Realizing that even in that little moment with this little girl who was in my class, I didn't need to run from this little conversation with her, this very short little interaction or be embarrassed by it or disregard it. But to see that even that little interaction was a time for connection and a time to receive grace from God to for him to say, hey, Laura, look how I'm working in your life. Look how I've helped you set aside these insecurities and helped you pick up your new self, your new life in me where you know you're loved and cared for and that I'm making all things new, you know, that that little moment was so sweet. And she's my little fourth grader, you know, so instead of anyway, it was a sweet connection. And then the following year, you know, she was still at my school, she'd moved into fourth, fifth grade. And I was dating Travis at that point. And so I remember, um, you know, a few weeks into school, seeing her on the playground and being like, Chelsea, guess what? I have a boyfriend. <laughs> and she was so excited. And again, of course, just a sweet, quick interaction and whatever. And but then she that was the year I did get engaged and that we got married the following June. And so just a couple of times she was so excited for me. Right. So it was a fun, full circle little moment with her. But a time when I was she wasn't giving me dating advice, but that story came to mind as a time to just try to build connection and try to discern what is in this interaction as my dating life is coming up or dating advice is coming up. 
what are some positives I could pull from this instead of maybe just brushing it aside and rolling my eyes at it, if you will, because it's not helpful at all or what have you. What if we looked for ways to have it be helpful or looked for ways to connect with another person? So anyhow, wanted to encourage you with that today. I um, hope that you do this with my advice, right? <laughs> that the things that I share, that you would take the ideas that I'm presenting to you and you would think critically about them and think about, does this apply to my current circumstances? Um, yes or no. If it potentially could, what if you gave it a try? What if you talked about it with friends or people you're close with that like, hey, this woman on a podcast suggested that I try meeting new people or that I do this or this or this or what have you. Um, I hope that you're doing that with what I'm sharing because you are the person that knows your circumstances the best and are able to pray through them, hold up the things I'm sharing, hold them up against scripture about from, hold them up against other wise things that other people in your life, life have said. So um, yeah, hopeful that you will take what I've shared even today and apply it to things that I share here. So, all right. Blessings to you. Hope you meet some new people this week. Smile, make eye contact. And I pray that you're having hope in your dating life and that the Lord shows you what your next step is. I'll talk to you later. Bye.